All right. Let's, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Thank you for coming. And I appreciate every single one of you. And I pray that God will give us a good lesson today that we'll learn something and put it together. There's quite a few things that we need to cover. And uh, I'm going to start off t- toward an item or toward a subject. I don't believe we'll get to that subject, but we're working toward that subject. And uh, there's a lot of, I want to get the details. See, what happens is lots of times we go over the top of it, we get an overview, and then we need to come back and get the little details. And so this is one of those lessons that we're going to do that on this morning. Let's uh, bow our heads and we'll ask Brother Tony, if he will, to lead us, and we'll start there, and then we'll uh, give God the glory for it. All right, Brother Tony. Heavenly Father, Lord, we come to you again this morning thanking you. Lord, yes, for Father, the, thank uh, you. meeting here today, and Lord, we pray, Lord, for the one God that brings the lesson. Ask you, Lord, to have your way with him. Lord, oh, give Father. him wisdom, understanding, and Lord, help him, God, to uh, teach the lesson that's before him. Yes. God, help us, Lord, to have open ears and open heart. God, that we might receive the word, dear Lord, and apply it to our everyday lives. Lord, we need you today more than ever before. Yes. And Lord, we call on you today asking you, Lord, to have your way, Lord, with each and every one of us that's here. Lord, for those that couldn't be here today, Lord, we pray, God, that you would just, God, continue to bless them. Watch over them. Yes. Now, Lord, have your way, and we'll give you praise and glory and honor. Yes, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, we thank you for every one of you that's here. Everything we're going to get done today, I pray God will bless you. You'll go out of here saying it's been good to be here. I, I hope that's the way it's going to be. It's been that way since we started. Appreciate it. Next month will be uh, on the second Saturday, just like we is this month. Somebody got your calendar handy, we'll just go ahead and tell it now. Uh, look at it and see what it is. It's going to be May what? Uh, May the 13th. Uh, yeah. May 13th. All right. Next month will be May 13th when we have our lesson again. All right. I want you to take your uh, Bible this morning and turn to the book of Revelation. We're still in, in, in studying a lot. There's lots of things that's to be covered, and you may get tired of this, but I hope you don't because of the Understanding the book of Revelation is is key to what's going on today. Mm-hmm. And it's so prevalent and so prominent. By the way, first thing to think about is Israel. Israel's in a great big turmoil right now. They yeah. don't, uh, they're being fired upon. And let me tell you why I say it's so significant and why I mention it. Because I do know that the Antichrist is going to make a false peace with Israel. You remember a few months ago I said that there'd have to be war? It's a good possibility that we're going to have World War Three. I think I told you that. And I think uh, we hadn't had World War Three yet because I didn't see this business that Israel is going to have trouble from within. But that one of the things that's going to come up, it's going to be future. It'll be after the church is out of here too, by the way. But uh, one of the things is Israel... Uh, will make a covenant uh, with the Antichrist. I guess I should say it the other way. The Antichrist is going to make an, uh, a covenant with Israel that they're going to give them peace. 
Now, see, we're talking about peace. We'd like to have peace in other countries. And world peace is being talked about quite a bit today, everywhere I hear it. Here in the countries, everywhere. Nations are against nation. Uh, there's turmoils everywhere. But you remember the key point to your Bible is Israel. Yeah. Every one of it. I mean, that's the, that's the center of the world. And God has written this Bible around Israel. And so whatever is happening in Israel, God has allowed that to happen to Israel. And uh, it's so prominent. So that's why I say it's so important. I watch this, the turmoil that they're having. I'm seeing that we're having all kinds of things. And so what I want to uh, let you remember that is every time listen, when you hear the news, I've been saying that for months too, watch Israel. Keep your eyes on Israel because everything's working around that. Ain't that right, Brother yes, Tony? Right. So now... With that in mind, I want us to go to the book of Revelation 19. Now, Israel don't understand this. Israel don't even see this. Israel's talking about Lebanon and all the Hamas and all those that are against them. And uh, they're feeling like that they're being persecuted and despising when they had the war within. See, Israel's got not only wars around them, but they got wars with in because they have so much turmoil and now the people is in a national unrest and they are riding on the streets and there's violence on the land. Remember Netanyahu had to go back down on what he was wanting to get done in the the judges and uh, getting that done he had to back off of that and that's the first time I've ever seen a leader like uh, him in Israel ever have to back down to the people so he's backed down to them so that's a bad sign, too, at the, uh, because once people back you down uh, and they ever take advantage of you, uh, then you don't have no more control like it ought to. And his authority has waned to some degree. And so they know they've done it once, they can do it again. And that's the way it is in America. It's all been, always been happening that way. So keep that in mind when you're thinking about this. The 19th chapter of the book of Revelation. Now, what I want to do is show you what we're going to talk about today, and then we're going to back off of it and head, get back up some de- uh, degree, and then we're going to head to this spot. But what we're coming to is right here when we get through uh, this lesson, and, and that won't be today. I'm telling you, it won't be today. But in Revelation chapter number 19, what you want to do is look at verse number 17. Uh, This is when the Lord's come back from verses 11 down through 16. The Lord Jesus Christ is coming down out of heaven uh, on a white horse. We're going to talk about that in just a little bit. I'm going to go back to the beginning of this. And then we find that he is putting his feet down somewhere here. Uh, Old Testament scriptures are coming up to it, putting his feet at a certain spot. And he's calling them in. So in verse 17, this is the Lord. And he said, And I saw, through John, an angel standing in the sun. We'll not get into that right now. We're going to be there later. And he cried with a loud voice. This is an angel crying. Saying to all the fowls that fly in the midst of heaven. Do you think God can call the fowls? You think they'll honor him? All God's got to do is just say, Come on. Hey, he won't have to set no traps and catch them all. He'll put them. He'll put their feet exactly where they need to be. And in the midst, he said, uh, uh, saying to all the fowls that fly in the midst of heaven, 
and that's all over. They see that's not. Somebody said they got fowl flying around the throne. Now it's not talking about the third heaven. Amen. Uh, they're in the air. That's that's where they are. It said, "Come and gather yourselves together unto the supper of the great God." God is going to have a supper. Now this supper is what we call the uh, the Armageddon. It's called Armageddon. In the valley of Megiddo. It don't say that here, but we got other places that tells that. And he said in verse 18, that you may eat the flesh of kings. Somebody said, you think that the birds are going to eat the king's people? God's going to eat, I mean, through them, he's going to eat the flesh. Amen. Uh, somebody said, I didn't know uh, that uh, the birds would eat that. You ever throw a uh, piece of chicken or something that you've uh, just scraps out and watch the uh, the crows, the crows will pick it up and fly off with it, won't they? Yes, sir. There'll be fifteen crows in in uh, five five minutes. They'll all be fighting each other, trying to get that. And they'll, Amen. They'll head off with the bones and all. And so, yes, sir, they eat flesh. And Bruce, they, yeah, right there. Go ahead. As a boy growing up, I used to watch crows a lot. Never had I ever seen one eat dead meat. They always ate corn yeah. and things of that nature, nuts and all that. And in the last several years, they're worse than a buzzard. Yep. Yeah. Dead carcass on they the road, they fly right in there. Mm -hmm. yep. And every time I see it, I just got to rejoice. Say, yeah. God doesn't change their appetite. He has. <laughs> now, you think about that. See, all this is playing together. <laughs> it really is. And the reason I, I know it is because I throw my scraps out, and for some strange reason, I just, I, I despise crows, They, uh, they all, but I like to watch them fight over the food and what they're doing on the outside, so I fix it right out there, and I don't, I don't put stuff out there I know they won't eat, because I don't know how, how to clean it up, but I'm saying, uh, I put it out there, and I watch them, and every afternoon, about four o'clock, there's always five or six of them up in the tree right up in front. They're coming to see if I'm feeding, yeah. feeding them today. Yeah. Cause, and they'll sit up there and go, oh, oh, and do all that stuff. And so I know it's time to feed them. If I've got anything, I take it out and dump it. They'll all fly off. But in less than five minutes, they're all back there on the ground. And so uh, it is amazing. I appreciate you putting that in, brother, because that is right. I'd been told that before, and I've been watching it now, too, and then he mentioned it again. But in verse 18 of chapter 19 of Revelation, he said, That ye may eat the flesh of kings, and the flesh of captains, and the flesh of mighty men, and the flesh of horses, and of them that sit on them, and the flesh of all men, both free and bond, both small and great. Now, you say they don't know, they don't attack us. But if you lay that there in the yard and they thought you was gone, there'd be a peck in your eyeballs out. Amen. So I'm telling you, uh, this is this is looking this way, and uh, it's amazing. Now, let me tell you, who is who are these people that they're eating? It's the ones that have defied God and fought against God and have re they're the ones that's the rulers of the land. The ones that's been here in the book of Revelation for so long that have shook their finger in the face of God and have worshipped the Antichrist and worshipped the false prophet. And those are the ones that's right here. 
And the only way that these people can be put down is for God to take care of business and God's going to do it His way. He said, I'm going to just feed you to the birds. That's what He does. In verse 19, And I saw the beast and the kings of the earth and their armies gathered together. Let me tell you how they're going to gather. God gathers the birds. He's going to gather them in. Yes, sir. And uh, they're going to be there. And here's what it says that He's going to do. Uh, gathered together to make war against him that sat on the horse and against his army. And that's got to be the Lord Jesus Christ because he's one that's on the horse from verse 11 down to verse 16. Coming out of heaven with the saints of God. So this is who they are. So that's, that's where you see it. And uh, they're, they're against him. They've made war against Christ. Christ has not made war against them, by the way. Let me know that. Let me tell you that. You need to know it. They've made war against him. They're making war against God today. I'm going to show you some things, and I hope you understand this and see this today before we get through, because it, it's in effect. If you'll look, you'll see more today than you've ever seen, just like Brother Tony said, about these... Uh, the, the, actually, uh, sometimes I, we'll throw something else in there. One day I had some stuff out there, uh, and I cleaned out the freezer, and that was frozen food and the frozen meat that had been there uh, some at the power went off and uh, th- and it stayed in the freezer for uh, several days of course it thawed and uh, when it come back on I just divided my freezer up I didn't want to take it out then and you know I just take it out every once in a while get rid of it clean with the freezer out but what happened here come a couple of buzzards and they're up there and the buzzards get down there did you know them crows kept the buzzards away. Yeah. They would yeah. not. I wouldn't believe that. I've seen, I've seen that. Have you seen it? Mm-hmm. So just look at that. Have you seen it, Brother Virgil? Mm-hmm. I didn't realize it, but those crows kept the buzzards away. Of course, there's more of them than there were them two. And that's what the... If it had been more buzzards, they'd have took it. Them's the ugliest looking things I've ever seen in my life. They're bigger than crows. They are bigger. They're nasty looking to start with. And they got give them the right thing to do. All right. So now that is the Battle of Armageddon. Right there is the Battle of Armageddon. And now, later, I'm going to be... When I get to Armageddon, we get all this, I'm going to go from Armageddon... And I'm going to show you after. I've got uh, some uh, studies on after Armageddon. What then? And uh, the way I study this business in prophecy, and most people just study it and just go straight through it and just mix it all up. And if you do that, you get in trouble. So remember on Sunday night, I told you this, and I'm going to... Most everybody in here has done heard this. Tony ain't. Some of you might not have been here. I don't know. But I know this. That the next thing on God's agenda, that's what I preached on Sunday night, if you remember it. The next thing, and I believe this is on God's prophetic calendar. You can quit worrying about anything else. And if you don't get it right, the next thing that's on God's agenda is the rapture of the church. I'm not talking about Armageddon. I'm not talking about tribulation. I'm not talking about the Antichrist. The next thing is the church. Nothing can happen in this book of Revelation over here until the church is taken out of here. Now, we've got so many people today that think the church is going through part of the tribulation. Going through, and we've had that. Let me just throw this out one more time. I've said it lots of times. 
But this keeps me going. And the thing about it is, this needs to be repetitive in your mind. If you don't keep what I'm fixing to tell you in your mind on a constant scale where your mind can always pull it up when the devil throws it. You know, the devil always catches you when you said, Oh, the preacher told me what what to say. And, and you can't remember it. Because mm-hmm. when you are backed up against the wall and somebody asks you a question, What is that? What is that? These are things this morning that you need to get fixed in your heart, in your mind, and in your soul, and with the Word of God along with you to know it. And that is, number one, the rapture of the church. And the reason that the church has to be taken out of here before tribulation. The reason the church has to be taken out of here before tribulation. You got that? The reason the church has to be raptured first is because God's not going to deal with the church and the Jews at the same time on the earth. He's dealt with the Jew from Genesis down to when he went up off the Mount of Olives, but he put the Jew on the sideline. They rejected him. One more time, in the fifth chapter of Acts, they rejected him for the last time. They said, away with him over yonder. We'll talk about that more in a little bit. But Christ went up into glory. He established the church in the second chapter of of Acts, or at least empowered it. I think he established it for then. But he he empowered the church to go into parts of the world to preach, teach, baptize in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Where were the Jews? They rejected him. He put them on the sideline. And God said, I'm not through with you, but I'm going to deal with you later. But God's not dealing with the Jew today. He's saving Jews. He's saving Gentiles. But he is not dealing with the Jew. Why ain't God intervened over yonder in Israel today? And all that. Why? It is not his time. And actually, he is dealing with them in that sense. He's heading up everything to get it to right here. Here's where God is going to really deal with the Jews once and for all and the last time right here. In, in the in the I started to say Garden of Armageddon, but in the Battle of Armageddon, is that clear? Any questions up to that point? First thing that's got to happen is the church has got to be raptured, got to be called out, got to be taken out. Amen. And you got to see that, and uh, you'll see in uh, all that. The second thing, the second thing, and there's time limits between these. The problem is everybody's trying to put everything together. Everybody's looking for the Antichrist today. You can't find him. I'll tell you where I think he is in just a little bit. I'll give you three places he's got to be in one of them. But it, and I don't know what time is. I don't know the time. After the rapture of the church, I don't know, Brother Tony, how long it's going to be before the Antichrist comes up. I can't find nothing I do know he's coming. I do know he's not going to come before the church. So quit looking for the Antichrist. Anybody that's a saved person, what are you going to do? Hang around? You plan on staying? I mean, hey, uh, every church member, is not every church member, but every saved, born-again child of God will leave here the moment the trumpet sounds. Not one will be left. God knows where every one of you are. Knows where all of us will be listed. He'll know our residence. 
We know right now where our residence is, but there'll be a time you won't know where your residence is uh, unless you know where your gravesite is, and I do know that part. Are you with me? Yes, sir. But what I'm trying to say, God won't know. Uh, God knows where it's at, and it, it don't make no difference. If you've got a residence here, he, he knows where that residence is. Now, with that said, the second thing that's going to take place in God's agenda after the rapture of the church. Now, there's a lot of things going to take place heading up everything. I can't tell you how the money's going to come out. I can't tell you what they're going to do here. Can't tell I can tell you they're going to do something. I can tell you what I think, and that's all. Right? Yeah. We'll be on that subject today. But the next thing is going to happen is the man of sin will be revealed. That's the Antichrist. And when, how long after the rapture of the church? It could be the very next day. It could be two weeks. It could be two months. It could be a year or two. But somewhere after the rapture of the church, the Antichrist will be revealed. And the way things are happening fast, I believe after the church is taken out, it's going to happen faster. And I got Bible to back that and prove that just a little bit. We're going to look at it. I'm going to look at some of the little little bitty minute details today, okay? That kind of help you to understand. It's scripture that you know it's already been there. You just, you read it or you've heard it mentioned, but it just didn't dawn on you. So let's look at this. The second thing is the rise of the beast, which is the Antichrist, and uh, and his deceptions. And uh, I'll tell you that's going to happen. Turn to Revelation chapter 13. Revelation chapter 13, and uh, we, I'm going to take a little longer on this because I want you to get this in your mind. The first thing is what on the agenda of God? Rapture. The second thing is what? The Antichrist, the Antichrist being revealed. Him showing up on the earth. Somebody says, do you think he's alive? Could be. Do you think he's, uh, you think he's living? Could be. He may not be, but I know he's coming. I'll give you that today, somehow. But I'm gonna, I want to hang on to that for just a minute. <laughs> but let's go. You got anything to say, Tony? I just hope he's living right now. Yeah, me too. To get this, get this business <laughs> over, right? Yeah. Amen, Tony. But now you see the thirteenth chapter of Revelation. How many have you ever heard of the plagues uh, during tribulation in the last half of the tribulation? But you haven't heard it explained from the lips of preachers, have you? They bypass that. I'm going to get that. Not today. I'm just trying to tell you what. This is a big, this is a big thing. And a lot of Christians don't want to study this. I don't know where it's because they're scared, because they're not prepared to go. Uh, but this ought to make them want to get prepared. Amen. And that's why I preach it. Now, the 13th chapter, verse 1 says, And I stood upon the sand of the sea, this is John, and saw a beast, a beast, rise up out of the sea. Now the sea is the world, mm-hmm. nations, nationalities. Now this beast is going to come up out of the earth. That's what he's going to do. Come up out of the out of the, out of the world, really. He's going to be a leader, and out of the sea, and uh, 
In, in other words, it's not specific exactly, but it says having seven heads, ten horns, and upon the horns ten crowns, and upon his heads the name of, name of blasphemy. Now we're going to discuss that. I don't have time for that today because there's too much other I want to tell you, and you'll pretty well know what I'm talking about by the time we get there. But I'm trying to say he's a man of authority. He's coming up out. There is one man. We're going to talk about him a little bit. There's one man that's coming up out of the sea in the world. And we'll. I just want to give you the things that's going to happen, and then we'll back up. In verse 2 it said, And the beast which I saw was like a, unto a leopard. That's scary. And his feet uh, were as... It didn't say he had bare feet. But he had his feet were as the feet of a bear. They looked like it. And his mouth as the mouth of a lion. And the dragon gave him his power. Who's the dragon? Satan, the devil, Lucifer. He's the one that's give him the power. So see, there's going to come a super, I call him a superhuman. We'll talk about that in a minute. He's going to be somebody that's different than all the rest of the world, and the devil is going to give him his his power and his authority. We ain't we don't have that yet. That is not that has not. This is the antichrist, and so when people they think you're just talking about certain things and get at now the next thing that happens after the antichrist is brought up is tribulation. How long is it going to be that tribulation comes in? Now remember I said tribulation. I mentioned this Sunday, but I'll tell it again here today. Tribulation. you got tribulation, and the Bible calls another phase of that as great tribulation. There's a difference between tribulation and great tribulation. Tribulation is going to be the first half of the time of Jacob's trouble coming upon the earth. It's going to be more than what we've got right now. Why is tribulation going to get bad? Why is it going to get worse? Uh, I'm asking you a question. I'm going to hesitate to tell you the answer for a little bit. But I want you to get to think about why is it going to get worse? Why is it going to get worse? Dr. Tony might could help me tell me that. And I can tell you I'm just going to wait just a minute. Let it soak in. And so... There's going to be tribulation. Then the next agenda after tribulation is the place called Great Tribulation. That's the last three and a half years of tribulation, of the whole seven years. That's the time of Jacob's trouble. Three and a half years, the time has never been on the earth nor ever will be again. That's the. Then after the Great Tribulation, we come into Armageddon where I read a while ago. That's what's going to bring in. That great tribulation is going to bring in. And during that great tribulation is when the plagues are going to be open. Your sun uh, gets so hot, shining on you and so forth. Of course, I'm not going to be here, but that is to this crowd. You see this crowd right here in uh, Armageddon, why they're fighting him? Because of all the plagues that's come upon them and instead of drawing them to God, they've took it out on God. God's been giving them them to turn them to look to Him. 
but instead they've gone to the devil and they got on his side. And now they're going to fight God. The devil's been fighting God. Now he's going to get the people to fight God. You see that? And God's going to fight the battle and win it. Amen. Feed them to the birds. Then after Armageddon, what comes next? You want to guess? The millennium. God sets in the kingdom. On the earth, a thousand-year reign. And after the thousand-year reign of the millennium happens, what's going to happen after that? The final judgment, the great white throne when God judges it all. Right? And then after that's going to be the new heavens and the new earth. God's going to make all things new. Now that's it in a nutshell. But there's a lot of things going to take place before you get to that. Amen. Now let's let's take our Bible and uh, let's see where I want to go. Let's go to Revelation. We're going to back back up. We're going to Revelation chapter 6. And I'm going to assume right now at chapter 6 of the book of Revelation and uh, I'm going to tell you that the church has been talked about in chapter 2 in chapter 3, and that's the present, and that's where the angel of the church is spoken to by the Lord, and he's given them what their problems are, and those are uh, periods of of um, all the ages from the time Jesus went up off the Mount of Olives till the time he comes back in chapter 19. Amen. You're going to find an axis... Well, actually, before you come to chapter 3, excuse me, when the saints get up, when we're called out. The rapture church will take place between chapter 3 and, I said 3, you want to go down, chapter 4. I should just open my Bible and look at it, but I'm trying to go by memory. Chapter 4, after this I looked, and what? A door was opened in heaven, right? And a voice said, what? Come up hither. There you go. That's the rapture. That's at the end of the church age. When that's going to happen? Any day now. That's where we are. The Lord's on the outside of the church trying to get in. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. I preached that Sunday morning on the lukewarm church, but I'm going to tell you. Open the door. Open the door. uh, The door's almost open. And we're fixing to get caught out of here. Now we're going to talk from right there. In chapter four, I want to keep going some back and saying three, three. Chapter four and chapter five is the view of the church, you and I, that are called up before the Lord, and we see in those beasts that God calls them beasts, and they're created beings, is what they are, going through heaven, crying, "Holy, holy, holy." Lord God Almighty. The beast Mm-hmm. Yep. Let me give you the scriptures. Let's look at chapter number uh, four. Look at verse six. Chapter four, verse six says, And before the throne there was a sea of glass like unto crystal, and in the midst of the throne and around about the throne were four beasts full of eyes before and behind. These are created beings. These actually uh, 
and from other places in the scripture, I call these the seraphim. You know, we got the cherubim and the seraphim. So there's two things about the, the cherubims are the protectors and the seraphims are those who praise and glorify God. Yeah. I pulled up a picture of those, and they do. They look, they're scary. I'm talking about it. I mean, you always picture them as looking like something like angels. Right? Yeah, yeah. But no, they're scary. Yeah. yeah, you think when you talk about seraphims, you think about angels. And angels and beasts, you know, they are totally different. The cre- that beast there, the way it's uh, brought up, they call beasts, it's, it's created beings is what it is. That's what God, and of course angels are too. Actually, you, you and I are created beings. <laughs> right. Yeah. See. The bad thing about it is that the man's... Uh, what you're seeing in, yeah, is that. Uh, what they think what, they look like. They, they may look a lot different when we yeah. get there. That's yeah, what he's trying to tell you. Yeah. yeah. But in verse 7, it said, And the first beast was like a lion. Now, if you'll stop to think about it, the beast... Now listen to this. The devil's got his little beast. In the 13th chapter, he's going to have one of the mouth of a lion. Remember? The leopard. and, and the, You remember I read that a while ago. We're going to get back to that. You see, yeah. Well, everything God has, the Antichrist, has got the same thing. Yeah. That's why we call him Antichrist. He's not Christ. He's an Antichrist. We're going to talk about this in just. These are the little details that you miss in your church and and your own personal studies. And this will shed light on the whole thing if we see this correctly. And he said, and the first beast was like a lion, and the second beast like a calf, and the third beast had a face as a man, and the fourth beast was like a flying eagle. Now these are these in heaven. And the four beasts had each of them six wings. That's what a seraphim has, is six wings uh, about him. And they were full of eyes within, and they had and they rest not day and night, saying, here's what they cry, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty. Say holy three times, which was, that's Christ, or, you know, which was, he's talking about the Lord, who was, and is, and is to come. That's 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 the Lord here. Amen. And that's what they're doing. They're giving glory to God. In chapter six of the book of Isaiah, you'll find them again. And he's and it talks about them. Well, I, I guess this is what I'm guilty of. I don't cover too much, and I tell you where to go and look at it. You're not going to. So let's. Let's just turn there and get the idea. In chapter 6 of the book of Isaiah, hey, uh, we got plenty of time. Uh, I mean, we, we may not get everything I wanted to get today, but we're learning something from the Word of God. That's what counts, ain't it? Amen. Chapter 6 says, in verse number 1, In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. Now, this is King Uzziah. That was actually a king. Sometimes things have to happen and die for us to get where we need to be. But in verse 2 it said, Above it stood the, there it is, that word, seraphims. See it? 
Each one had what? Six wings. Does that fit the chapter number five? Or four? Chapter four? Does, don't it? Yeah. With twain, that means two, two wings, he covered his face. And with twain, he covered his feet. And with twain, or two, he fly. He did fly. See it? And one cried unto another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. Is there any contradictions from the ones in chapter 5 of, or 4 of Revelation? Had you seen that? Really? Had you really paid attention to that? Well, see, I was just going to tell you you could find the six. Then we jumped off. So I'm glad we went here. Yeah. See, the scripture is, it, it, it ties together. Right. This Bible is not a bunch of junk. Mm-hmm. It's the word. Mm-hmm. And we'll know. And we, and we won't find it nowhere else. The word's got to tell us. Amen. Why did they cover their faces? Because of the glory of the Lord? I would say I don't know. Right. I hadn't studied that. The Lord ain't, I ain't got that deep yet. They still, I got to dig some more before I can get to that. I, I got to dig a deeper hole in this book. Amen. Looks like they would have capitalized all the holies instead of just one. Well, I've seen, uh, well now, they they don't, in the Bible they talk about Jesus sometimes and every time I can, every time I talk about him and call him he, him and all that, I capitalize it. But it, it's not that way in the word of God. And it, it, it is, I'm sure, but they didn't put it down when they translated it. And, you know, I'm you know, not going to say. Talking about the serpent, you know, they're, hollering, they're calling holy, holy, holy God Almighty. I believe they're going to they gonna cease when the church is called out because the church is one that's going to give the Lord the praise. I don't have no scripture on it, but you may be right. <laughs> because it said... Let's see what it say right there. It's going to say right there. That in four beasts had them. This is in Revelation. Well, four, four beasts had each of them. You know, six wings about him, and yeah. they were full of eyes within. And they rest not day and night, saying, "Holy, holy, holy, God Almighty, which was, which is, and is to come." Now, after he comes, I believe they'll cease. So where would they go if the church? They'd be still there. I mean, but I believe the church. I don't believe they'll. No, I don't believe they'll go anywhere. I don't no, know what that. I, he, he, uh, the other thing is the Bible. The Bible says there they. Right now they're mm-hmm. crying day and night. Right. There won't be no day and night That's at right. the end. Mm-hmm. I do know that, but. In heaven they're crying holy, holy, holy. That's what they are here. What doing now, right? Yeah. Why do you think there'll be no day and night? We just work all the time. I'm we'll just be darkness is all gone. There ain't no yeah, night. One day with the Lord, the Lord don't have night and day. He give us night and day to uh, for us to run our clocks. Right. For us, for our bodies to rest. Too. The bodies to rest too. Yeah. Won't need no rest. We get to heaven. There ain't no darkness there at all. There ain't, ain't no darkness in it. Holy, holy, and the ones the Lord called home like us that's going there. 
I really, he's saying that, but I, I ain't saying it. He don't know it either. He's just throwing it in to think about it. I have, what do you think, Tony? It don't matter really what I think or you think, but what the Bible said. But I, I'd grow. I would go with that if the thing is, if I could find it somewhere else, and I might. I, I, I may not have seen it. Look for it, preacher. Well, that's what this. That's what we're here for. Is yeah. these But see, sometimes when we do it, we yeah. can play ping pong, ping pong with the Word of God. Right. Yeah. And that's when we got questions and thrown back. I've asked myself a lot of things. I ask the Lord a lot of things. You never hear me preach it because I'm. I don't have nothing. I know I ain't got a leg to stand on. What does Tony think? He ain't said. <laughs> what do you think, Tony? Well, in verse 10, the four and twenty elders are not crying, holy, holy, holy. What chapter is that? But Five, they fell down. Four. Yeah, and worshipped him. They fell down and worshipped him. They sat on the throne. And I think verse 11 tells about what they're going to be saying. Thou aren't worthy. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, we're going to get to that, I hope, today in the, in, in the next chapter up here. It might be a new song we ain't never sung. Well, it is down here. It's verse 9. And they, I do know that the angels don't sing the songs we do. They don't know how to sing it. 10 and 11. But see, uh, let me also tell you this. These angels or these beasts have never been saved. Mm-mm. They ain't needed no salvation. Mm-mm. They've never sinned. Uh, they were made a perfect being, just like Satan was, and he fell. Were they made when the angels were made? Probably. I don't know. Which I wasn't there that day. Whoa, 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 whoa! Now, some preacher probably tell you, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." I'm not going to tell you because I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't have no scripture to tell you. That's some of the things I don't know. I appreciate you saying that. And uh, I ain't saying you're right. I ain't saying you're wrong. I'm just telling you, I don't know. I just know God ain't showed it to me yet. And, I, and I'm and i not the final authority on it, on the Word. But I've always used this example. I'll go back and say that. Eyes have not seen, ears have not heard. Neither entered into the heart of man. What it shall be. And I'm not being disrespectful. When I was a small child growing up. Every morning we'd listen to Billy Burrow. He'd yeah. have that daytime program. Yeah. I'd never seen him before in my life. I'd pictured him as being six foot four, <laughs> 300 pounds. His voice, you know, the way he talked, that's what I was going. Yeah. First time I seen Billy Burrow. I was shocked. <laughs> no disrespect. But you know, a lot of times we picture things and we'll be so far off. Yeah. I had with uh, Maze Jackson. Y'all have heard of Maze Jackson. <laughs> I used to hear him on the radio, and I could just picture him as a little old bitty skinny man, no taller than about this tall, and with a, a shrill voice like he's got and the way he'd preach. And when I seen him the first time, I said, my, my. Well, height, right? He was a big old whopper, huh? You had the height, right? He was. Yeah, he was short, but he was a big old fat man. Yeah. And he, I'm telling you, uh, it was something. 
And so that, but here, let me give you this to think on before we get too deep in the, in the woods and can't get out of it and, you know, get too high in the weeds. Uh, these right here were created for one purpose. They were created to cry, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty. And I don't believe God will change that. I believe they'll holler and cry, Holy, Holy, Holy. But I do believe when we're on the scene that we're going to magnify the Lord Jesus Christ and talk about the grace and the blood. And those angels are going to be amazed at what we know about Christ that they did not know. Yeah. And I believe we're going to be amazed at what they know about God that they know. And I think we'll all get along, and I think it'll be a glorious time. And if God wants to change what we do, that's His bid. That goes into the part after Armageddon. <laughs> after the whole thing. Uh, think about this. When we have a new heaven and a new earth, what then? Yeah. yeah. Can somebody tell me? I don't believe you can. What's going to happen? Uh, I heard some idiot the other day. Oh, I don't know whether he's an idiot or not, to tell you the truth. He said, we're going to discover all the universe. And uh, he said, uh, we've got all these things. And uh, he said, they're not inhabited. But he said, when we got a new body, we can inhabit anything. And he said, we may be at one. And I'm saying, well, now he's got a good, he's got his right to say what he says. But I don't go out preaching that because I don't have no Bible to right, tell me. Right, right. And that's what we got here. And uh, Virgil, he's got every right in the world to say what he wants to and you and me. But we're just going from what we see in the Word of God. Right. I had never really, I had never given no thought of, would they ever quit saying holy, holy. I don't believe they will. No, I, I don't think they will. And I don't believe, the only thing is, the only thing I see different here is the saints of God that don't cry holy, holy, holy today. Is going to be amazed at what you will say in glory. Amen. Worthy is the Lamb. Worthy is a Lamb. Worthy is a Lamb. Worthy is a Lamb, brother. I mean, just the, it's all through glory. Understand? And that's what we're going to be. So in chapter five, thirteen. What about that? Just what you said. And every creature which is in heaven and on the earth and under the earth and such as are in the sea and all that are in them heard I say in blessing and honor and glory and power be unto him that sitteth upon the throne. And that's, uh, that's the universal. Praise yeah. God. And unto the Lamb forever and ever. And the four beasts said, Amen. Yep. <laughs> there they are. There's, there's the four yeah. beasts, yeah. And the four and twenty elders fell down and worshipped him that liveth forever and ever. Yeah. So they're going to give glory to and we're going to give glory. Shouting time in heaven. <laughs> yeah. Amen. Well, we ain't got started with a lesson yet, but <laughs> we're getting some, anyway. we get some particulars and some things out of the way to get down to the lesson. Huh? Is it time to kind of listen? We'll take it right there and.